summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real. And that's when we say, hats off. We're recording. Blessings. How are ye? Deliver. (laughs) What's poppin'? My thigh hurt. Uh oh. What you do? I really don't know. Work. (laughs) Oh lord, you don't work yourself into. Did you sprain your rib again? You can't be (laughs) picking up. Well, you know what I. There's many ways to sprain a rib. <laughs> oh my god, I am literally weak and then more. Oh lord, how are you? I'm good. It's it's been a lot. It's been a lot going on. It's been busy, busy, busy. So you know, I'm here. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. That that that's what we're going with. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, I'm trying to figure out how did I use a whole pen in a, like a legit day. I'm Confucius. That means you was working okay. super hard, right? Super duper hard. But anyways, <laughs> welcome, welcome, hat heads. How's life? I hope y'all are good. Um, cause we're good. So <laughs> we're gonna. Get started today. Um, we're gonna tip our hats. Do you have someone to tip your hat to, Mr. Martin? I do. So, this I'm actually kind of gonna be doing like a repeat, okay? But they're just really doing a good job, like, their videos are taking off. So I'm going to actually tip our hat, my hat off to Shadell again because she's been doing the damn thing the um, last two months. is really taken off for her. So, again, you guys, if you don't follow her already, follow my good friend Shadell and check out her episode. She was on the good, bad, and the ugly of social media. Her Instagram page is, again, Shadell G on Instagram, like... And her YouTube page is the same. But follow her blog, too, Shadell Goodson, because she just released a new blog. Okay, Shadell. Talking about friendships. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, So I don't know if this person has social media, but I got to tip my hat to... Oh, she does. Well, no, maybe not. Um... Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm tipping my hat to Vi Lyles. So, people have heard of her because a lot of different people have been talking about her. But um, Vi Lyles is the new mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina. And Mrs. Lyles, I know, Mrs. Lyles is the first African-American female mayor of Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's a pretty liberal city, but, you know, 
glass ceilings sometimes are thick. And so I'm just so proud to be in a city that has um, elected a black female mayor. Like I'm super excited and I think that she's going to do amazing things. So yay. Um, I actually have another tip my head. (laughs) Oh, okay. If you want to follow Vi Lyles, then she is on, on Instagram at Vi Lyles CLT. So that's V is in victory. I L Y L E S C is in cat L T is in Tom. And I, let me just go ahead and say y'all that I am catching something. So I sound terrible and yeah, that's the thing. Catch the spirit. <laughs> so yes, y'all. So we definitely have another hip our hats to, the young Zuri Anderson, she just released an amazing blog on African-American millennials slash young adults in mental health. She recently interviewed Courtney and I and a few of our other colleagues, and she released it today. We will be attaching that link, so you can also check out some of our responses and experiences and thoughts on therapy in the black community, particularly with millennials. Absolutely. Yay, Zuri. So awesome. Went through- I don't know her social media, but her blog will be attached. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. So the holidays is coming up, y'all. It's time for the turkey and the um, macaroni and the collard greens uh. and the cornbread and the sweet potato pie and the it's not time for the red velvet cupcakes and that shade to someone who knows who I'm talking to so we don't have to do any more <laughs> than that but other things it is time for those <laughs> so um yeah but also it's time for drama for some it's also time for drama because we have to interact with our families and I don't know, like, I think, like, I think being a part of a family is an interesting thing in itself, but I feel like black families are very interesting. And I just, I, 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 I don't know, like, I love my family and I love being around my family and, you know, just it's something to be said about people who have literally known you all your life. Like, it's just something to be said about it. Um... But I think there's some things that come with it that we don't in the black community usually talk about um, around, you know, like the stress of family, the stress around like boundaries and expectations and family secrets and all of that stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today of, you know, making it through the holidays Um Because I think what also happens in families in general is that we don't talk about stuff and we don't talk about stuff. And then the turkey flies across the room. Like there's that one Thanksgiving that everybody remembers. Exactly. Where it's like, oh my gosh, what the hell? So, you know, talk to me a little bit about your, um, your thoughts around black families and black family dynamics. (laughs) Uh, the various ones we have. Let's yeah. see. So, I mean, every dynamic is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes we just have that. We all have roles. And I think sometimes when we get go back home, mm-hmm. we might enter our previous roles. Mm-hmm. Meaning, say, if you're an adult now. Sometimes when you go back home during holidays, you're expected to try to go back into a child role. Yes. And that's not really a thing. Mm-mm. So it's a forced thing that then becomes a situation. So I think a lot of people either fall into their old roles or some people have control letting go of old roles mm. and not seeing everybody in their different light. So I think it's like they they want to come together sometimes to fit back into this old puzzle that (laughs) is no longer the same so um let's see i'm trying to come up with like an example oh i think i knew exactly what you were talking about (laughs) okay okay i was like i'm not being specific enough but But, yeah no, so I have an example in regards to, so y'all seen me on the gram, you know what I'm saying? I'm a big girl. I've always been a big girl for the most part. Or, and 
you know, it was a very common thing in my family for folk to be like, oh, you're so fat. Oh, you're so fat. And it was rude then. Like, let me just be like, it was rude then. Like, it just, it was rude. Um, But, like, I've always been like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't call this old lady fat or old or wrinkled. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't call this auntie or this uncle or this random cousin any of these names that she is calling here, he is calling me. You know what I mean? Like, cause then I would be disrespectful, but it's okay to tease a child. And so, you know, it used to, which is the answer is no, but it used to be like a tough thing. But then I got to the point where I was like, I'm fat with a mortgage. So what you not going to do is talk to me crazy because according to Wells Fargo, I've super grown. And then when Look, you like say well, you know you see the memes going around, <laughs> yes, on exactly. Instagram, well, they're old. They've been around a couple of years, but still, I love those songs. because it's the true story. It's facts. Like, don't throw me shade, and I throw you shade <laughs> back. But then when I throw my shade back, I'm disrespectful because you still see me as a child, which I am not. Okay. So I think that's a good example see, of my, how that shows up. That is a good example, um, because I. My mouth just always been slick. So <laughs> I was that child that if you did say something to me out of pocket, my mouth has no filter for your age. So I would say what I needed to say, and then I would blink and get in trouble. But, hey, it felt great. Mm. I like but, it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So I think that's Good also... Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a dynamic. I also think um, this is something that comes up a lot with clients that I work with. Is, you know, when you are the one who quote unquote made it, um, mm. or if you have an expertise in a certain um, area, there's this expectation that you are not off work or that you have what they need and therefore you need to give that to them. You know what I mean? Like I've worked with mm-hmm. lawyers who are like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just standing in line for pie and you know, my aunt is like, so I got this case, right? <laughs> you like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just trying to get some pie. Like I'm just, <laughs> I really just want, you know, I, I just really want to slice of that cake. Exactly. Um, that pound cake to the left. Exactly. Yeah. Or you have the passive aggressive uncle who's always like, You big money, big money, let me hold something big money and you like, Are you like really? I'm just trying to get some Mac. I'm just going back for scoop number two of that macaroni. Like I'm not about to let you. Can you hold, hold my cup while I break the ice? Thank you. Hold that. <laughs> so yeah. And I know that's something that, you know, I've experienced not just in like with family situations, but just in general, like when people find out you're a therapist and they feel like it's okay to just tell you about their lives in the middle of the grocery store. Um, But I think it's easier for me to walk away from the stranger at the target than it is to like curb, you know, my auntie who's like, you know, yeah, I think my, I think your cousin got schizophrenia. I need you to talk to him. You're like, what, what happened now? So how do you set those boundaries, Mr. Bub? <laughs> Bound up in boundaries, no me. <laughs> um Ooh, I don't know. Cause um <laughs> I struggle with boundaries in my family. So let's see. I would say luckily I've never I haven't had that situation with uh in regards to my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, questions like that. Uh, I will say the only situation I had that makes me chuckle is just like when you have family members that like randomly throw out a diagnosis and you're just like, that is not, no, that is not what it is. Yes. But, um, cause I feel like people are quick to yell somebody has bipolar. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not it. Um, but I don't know. I think my family is actually pretty bub up. Mm. Luckily, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, I don't think people are afraid. So I have a vocal family to an extent. So people don't mind expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. The most majority of us. But I will say at times, we would be told not to be vocal. Well, mm-hmm. I'll say me in particular because I, it would maybe seem like I was aggressive. 
Mm. But I have um, come to this. Well, I haven't come. Everyone has come to this. Hey, you don't have to accept that I, I'm not going to be mute if I don't like something. So I guess that is my boundary. I'm going to express myself and not be um, silent. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I don't think I actually answered your question. But I think I gave myself a question and answered that. <laughs> yeah. So how um, do you set boundaries up? <laughs> like if if your family was more, you know, their boundaries are more porous, how would you address that? You know what? I actually, let me go back. So I actually do have a boundary that I do realize. If my family knows if I get bothered or irritated too much, I don't mind leaving. Mm-hmm. That is my boundary when um my mood becomes affected where I'm not enjoying it anymore. I don't mind getting in my car and leaving. Okay. So, um, I think there is a boundary and I think that's more so like a boundary of know when you've had enough mm-hmm. and know that you can leave if you need to. So I usually will stay a day or two, but, and I'll try to stay for a long couple of days, but if I know I'm getting irritated or I just, I need to go recharge, I don't mind. And I mean, I'm lucky enough where I'm not that far away where I can just drive back to Charlotte and be at peace or whatever. So, I mean, I think it boundaries need to be in place for one. What are you willing to accept? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you are your family is going to feel comfortable with you. And they may at times try you or not try you, but maybe cross boundaries. So I think you need to really be sure what are you willing to accept and what are you not going to accept. Be able to express that. And then, I mean, if it's still being crossed, be able to leave. Because, I mean, that's, mm. that's your freedom at the end of the day. Like, that's your choice for some. I don't know about college students because, you know, they might not be able to go back to campus if they're staying on campus because of the break. But but I think there's something to be said about, like, <clears throat> exiting. Did you sneeze? Bless you. No, I, I'm coughing. I am choking on water. Oh, dear. Hold uh, your arms up. That's what my granddaddy no, used to do. Water. Hold oh. your arms up. Yeah. <laughs> but I I'm think... Back. And I'm welcome. Welcome. I think there's something to be said about having some sort of exit strategy, even if it's not like leave for real and go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, take yourself to the bathroom and like take some deep breaths and like get yourself pull pull back together. Um, you know, go outside for a little bit. You know, sometimes you live somewhere where it's colder than other places. You know, mm-hmm. if you in the south, like you can go outside. Or have that family member that you can be like, let me come check in with you real quick because they better make exactly. Mad. Yes, exactly. So, um. I think definitely, or just like, you know, oh, let me run to the gas station. You know what I mean? Like something um, where you can just take a minute away. Um, But, you know, and I think it's okay to like, I'm real big on like, even if it's not necessarily true, like I will make up some laws that say I can't talk to you about (laughs) something because you don't know. So I'll be like, you know, according to the Association of the Social Work, you know, the Associated Social Work wow, Board, um, it is that. highly unethical to discuss, you know, diagnoses of family members with other people. Like, you know, I mean? like I could lose my license and I know you would never tell on me, but just things get around. And so I have to be really careful with like, you know what I'm saying? Like just start using big words and you. confusing <laughs> things and talking really quickly and then just to be like huh like somebody called your name i am the queen of like huh like somebody called me and walking away exactly like ma'am <laughs> ma'am and walk off like mm-mm. you do not have to endure those types of conversations and your family might have feelings about it if you're like you know i can't really help you with that or you know i i can't talk about that right now i'm trying to enjoy my holiday they may have some feelings and feelings are okay i think it's the yeah, hardest thing for us to like let our family members have feelings about us and i'm not really sure why cuz you know feelings are a thing and they going to live i think sometimes they People expect you to just like appease them. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah, I hear you, and <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, but I, it's it's an expectation sometimes. 
Yes, like, I agree. Oh, you know, I, I love you. Could, you could, you could, you could just come on, come on, this one time. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely not. Ever. So yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that that definitely puts people in a situation where they are, um, you know, compromising who they are, or even like you just deserve a break. Like you deserve rest. You deserve to not have to be working all the time. So by all mm-hmm. means, and but you got to fight for your rest. You know what I mean? Like you got to be the one to say my rest is non-negotiable with everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like your rest see, has think, to be important to you. I think in the black community, one of our big thing, everything always goes pausing between disrespect and respect. Mm. So it's just like, oh, if you step out or if you share your opinions, which you are entitled to have, you're considered, especially if it's with an old person that's older, even if y'all are both adults, but they are an elder maybe, or they're clearly, you know, an elder to you, it's taken as disrespect. Like, oh, I know you didn't just say that. Even if you're a whole adult and it's whole your adult. whole life that you are defending, it's, Saying that's a big thing in the black community. We don't like to, uh, everything falls under like that title of respect and disrespect or umbrella rather. I agree. Yeah. And I'm big on that. That's why I was letting folk call me fat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm Courtney. Like I, I, I I get, I get, you know, rowdy. I give you the business and you know, I'm I'm just trying to be, cause even now, like I'm still very like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, you know what I mean? Like just even at 35, I still try to be very much that person. Um, so, Mm -hmm. but I think what would happen is I would reach my boiling point and then I would be super disrespectful because I had reached my boiling point. Where in hindsight, I should have, yeah, I should have just been like, that hurts my feelings and I don't like that. Um, again, when you, I feel from now on, like, we really got to be <laughs> able to start giving people feedback, you know, in the moment about situations that don't feel good to us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And and know that that is not disrespectful. Like, you standing up for yourself, if you're not raising your voice, if you're not cussing, if you're not being attitudinal or, like, you know, like, condescending, like, you're not being disrespectful just because you open your mouth and speak and what you say dis- disagrees with what they want to hear. That's not disrespect. That's disagreement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, let's talk about family secrets. Because I think those, the the holidays bring up a I'm lot of Uncle stuff. Uncle Ray Ray and, 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 and great, great... <laughs> absolutely like you know i think there's a lot of don't ask don't tell in black families just oh jesus we keep our business to ourselves what happens in this house stays in this house we handle it in house and that means there's a lot of trauma that is not being addressed there's a lot of hurt Mm -hmm. there's a lot of you know yeah just disconnection there's just a lot of things that are never addressed because we just make it you know keep it a secret tuck it away and move on but do we really no we just carry it to our deaths exactly yeah so yeah and I and remember, then the next generation is like asking all the questions. <laughs> exactly. And I think nowadays it's it's more common for kids to ask questions. Um, and because we have, you know, stopped popping kids in their mouth, like the questions are coming. <laughs> and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes Carter puts things is... together and I'm oh, like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> What were you going to say? It's because people, like, you can't blame someone for wanting to, like, just know about their origin mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just where I come from. Or why is this like that? Who did that? That's a natural. I first feel like questions are just a natural instinct to learn. We're always learning. And the only way you can learn is by asking questions and observing. So when you observe something for the last six years that you just still can't wrap your finger around, you're going to be like, okay. Let me ask these questions to the elders since, you know, clearly they've been doing this before me. Exactly. And then that's when that, that drama starts. Don't ask questions. We don't. We just leave that alone. What? 
Exactly. Talk about that whole extra child over there that we act like don't have a daddy, but we all know that's Uncle Ray Ray child. They just show up for the macaroni right. every year. They just show this stranger. Oh, why does child up. look so much like me? But supposedly that's like my uh, third twice removed cousin. Oh, exactly. That's somebody baby. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's a very common one. <laughs> you know that extra baby that don't nobody talk about. You know that's a Listen, really it'll common be at every event. Every event. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've seen situations where like. Uh, a girl has had a baby really young and they've like raised like I went mm-hmm. to school with a girl where the parent grandparents raised the child as their own and so their whole life they don't know that their sister is really their mama mm-hmm. and a lot of times what happens with the mothers is that they struggle you know what I mean because they lose their child in some sense because they have to pretend mm-hmm. that the child is their sister and so then the mama starts wilding out and so then like my crazy sister she on drugs she this she that because again people our pain is not just gonna sit there like we gonna do something with it either something positive or something maladaptive and most of the time because we don't even want to address it it's not like you like you know, the grandparents take the daughter, the child, and raise it as their own and then put the daughter in therapy. They just, like, mm-hmm. sign the paperwork or not and keep it moving like nothing has happened. Like, they send the child away and the child come back with a baby and they just be like, oh, we had a baby. No, you did not. You 56. Like, I see you. There was no bump. <laughs> like, you are 56, ma'am. You ain't had no baby. That's your daughter, baby. Like, what, what is happening? But what's sad is Nobody, the truth never comes out until a funeral. Mm, and then, oh, Lord, Jesus. Because that's when all the secrets come out. Is that a funeral or around when it's a dinner? Yeah. When somebody either going to got too drunk and they going to yes. say something that's going to make another person be like, hold on, what did you just say? Yep. And then it's brought to the table. And then everybody sitting there with cricket. And you got that one petty cousin that's drinking all the tea. <laughs> and was like, mm. Every time. You heard that? I did. Every time, yeah. And then it ends and up that in these blow was Like, this should have been came out. I've been telling y'all for years. <laughs> yep, true story. Yeah, it takes me back to, I don't remember which Medea it was, but the one with Lil Bow Wow, he's like, Byron, that um, one. With, um, yeah. And oh, remember, we, she, we at, yes, yeah, and they're at the table, him. and he like, where that baby go? <laughs> we like, bruh. You the baby. It's you, baby. You the whole baby, baby. You the whole baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the whole, it turns out that the mother, you know, was raped by the uncle. And Mm -hmm. they just covered it up and just raised the baby. Like, come on now. And left it alone. But they was wondering why she was always rude to everybody and had an attitude. Crazy. Exactly. The girl was around her damn predator. And no one ever fixed it. Exactly. But told her to get a baby and wait, that's going to be your little brother from now on. Exactly. Yeah. And that's an incredibly common thing as well, I think, in lots of families. But, you know, having some sort of, you know, most of the time, a situation around like molestation um, for a young child, it happens from somebody they know. And when Mm -hmm. we are not willing to address it, then we continue to expose that child to that person that abused them. And what kind of mind fuck is that? Like, I remember Oprah talking about how, because her uncle sexually abused her. And she was like, she was a whole adult, like in her 40s. And she was, I'm thinking it was her dad's brother. Because she was like, she was at her dad's house cooking breakfast and her uncle was like i want eggs and she was in there scrambling up eggs for her abuser and she was just like what am i doing like what am i doing it's crazy but like how is that okay like how is that allowed because they knew about it at this point like her her daddy knew about it and so like like where do you think people put that kind of pain when they're expected to like tuck that away and then just get up and you know move on, move on and then and and again that respect thing Earl still respect the bastard that abused them. Mm-hmm. Like she was still like she would have been disrespectful if she had been like I will beat you with this frying pan. That would have been disrespectful, and yet that's what he deserved. But I guarantee you that okay. would be spun as like you disrespectful. Who you don't act like that in my house? Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, 
And then you, like you said, all of a sudden the turkey flying across the room and somebody in the corner laughing and sipping and all the, all the okay. juice is coming out. So how do you think we should begin to broach these difficult conversations in our family? Like, what do you think the, like the first steps need to be? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my advice is always similar. When you give me these questions, but you, I think you got kind of like a forewarning. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like you got to let them know like hours in advance, but you could do it in that moment. But like, I'm about to ask a difficult or bring up something difficult, but I need the answer or some type of clarification for myself. And then put it out there. And I mean, some people are going to choose to be, you know, shut it down, but someone more than likely someone else in that room wants to bring it up too or has been on their mind before. Absolutely. So, I mean, I definitely think, like, give a forewarning and then put it out there and see who bites. Yeah. And, I mean, if the person that you might have in mind, you really want them to bite and give you no answers, I don't want to say call them out, but, I mean, I definitely kind of put the ball in their court Mm -hmm. and say, I think you can provide more information. Or you can say, I want your perspective or everyone in who that's involved, or everyone in the family, can y'all each give me a perspective? Because one thing I will say is that perspective is so interesting to me. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of just like, um, what's it called? Uh, like a witness perspective in general. Like when, you know, say a robbery, something happened, and there's witnesses. It's so interesting how every one of those people, it could be six people that saw the same thing, but they each have saw, they each saw something different because their stories might not even relate. Because mm-hmm. they each saw something different and they felt something different, so it triggered something different. So I, I always find it interesting, like when you're talking to your family, to get different perspectives. Like, say you want to know something about your parents' childhood, I think you should definitely ask your parent, but I think you need to ask their siblings, you need to ask their grandparents, because everybody's perspective is going to be different. So you might have a family member that's like, feel like they just was always like an outcast or something in the family, and they might blame like multiple people but you have to go back and get like get their siblings perspective their siblings might be like no they just never really was around or they might the siblings might say i felt like i was an outcast too you know get different perspectives or overall picture because if you just get one person you're only getting like that one little piece absolutely so i think you're just getting everybody's perspective even if you think because the person that you might feel like has nothing to do with the situation that might have been like well i know y'all grew up together but you wouldn't know they might have all the information that you need because they might have really been like the owl that was watching everything. Exactly. It's always the quiet one. The one they'd be like, well, so-and-so was just so quiet back in the mm-hmm. day. They know all the things. <laughs> they have all the information. And they know all the secrets and they can give you all the perspective. Exactly. And all the details because nobody was paying them attention and they were just soaking it all in. So yeah, don't ever underestimate mm-hmm. the quiet person. That's the one who know all the things. So, yeah, but I think you make a huge point about, you know, what I think is happening and what someone else's intentions are, are two totally different things. Now, some things are just things, you know what I mean? When you're talking about, like, abuse or, um, you know, like, molestation and things like that, like, some things are just, that that happened and that was wrong, you know what I mean? But I think there are some some things that can get misconstrued or can feel one way and to you and the per the other person, it feels very different to them. And mm-hmm. you have to be willing to hear both sides. And that doesn't negate that your feelings are real, but that also doesn't negate that they have their own feelings, which are also just as real. And so if you really want healing mm-hmm. and forgiveness, because at the end of the day, this is the thing I think people don't like realize at the end of the day, like this is your family. Like you not going anywhere. You know what I mean? For the most, unless your family's just incredibly toxic or dangerous, like most people going to do Thanksgiving. Like, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. let's have this conversation. Let's really hear each other so we can really heal this thing so we this doesn't keep showing up. Like, let's not do this every damn holiday. Let's really have the hard conversation, but then really accept, you know, where we are and move forward. Because it's still mm-hmm. your family. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, 
yeah, being able to hear each other and really forgive. And y'all like life is short, times is hard, and we we ain't got time. Like I feel like I say this every episode lately. Like we don't have time for the bullshit. I'm out here like let me Lord help me forgive everybody for everything. Like Auntie Yonla said, forgive them all. Like forgive everybody for everything. Don't carry nothing other than what you got to carry because what you already got to carry being black in America under, you know, this dude like you know, in the society with these people emboldened to just disrespect you and, um, you know, police departments that don't protect you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got enough. <laughs> I'm not about to be mad at auntie about something she said in 93. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not. You are forgiven. You are wholeheartedly just unabashedly forgiven. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, we just don't have time for it because there's just too much at stake, too much we're already trying to fight for and work on. You know, we, we need our allies. We need our supports. And like, I don't, I don't want to waste time being mad at people who, you know, I share my blood and my history with, you know, so as long as you trying to be healthy mm-hmm. and do right and trying to hear me and move forward, then I'm also trying to be healthy, do right, hear you and move forward. So, yeah. So, Earl, when do you think it's time to get on the couch with the family members? Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> now that is unheard of. Like, you Who know. I, well, no, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, black. I don't think that I have ever. Okay, let me let me not lie. Let me. Well, let me say, <laughs> I have never had, like, an entire, like, two-parent, um, like all the children black family session. I've had like, you know, a mother daughter. Huh. I've had se- several no. mother daughters. I've had lots of couples. Um, I've even had like an adult daughter and her mama. But like, even though I think, you know, mental health in the black community is on the upward rise. I feel like we doing a lot mm-hmm. of like individual sessions, just working on our own stuff. And then we doing some couples work in our relationships, but that family work. No, we're not counting mandated. Are we? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like, okay. yeah, like mandated stuff. I'm talking about just a family being like, we need to come to private practice counseling because we don't want to live like this no more. I have yet to see that, you know, and I'm sure no. it's out there, mm-mm. but did you say, mm-mm? <laughs> no, I'm saying, mm, like, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I haven't seen it. And so like, you know, and I do think there gets to be a point where adults feel like it's too late. You know what I mean? Like I can go mm-hmm. to therapy and work on it on my own, but it, it's too late to act like me as an adult to ask my mama to come to therapy. Well, you know, I think sometimes they feel that way. So when do you think, you know, hey, you know, I think this family should probably go to a couch. I think if you're starting to reach a point where you're like, I'm either going to have to disconnect fully mm. or just deal with it. I think when you reach that crossroads is when you for sure know y'all need to. Because, I mean, if you're at a point where you're willing to be like, I don't even need this for my family. You, you you probably should invite somebody to the couch. Mm, that's a good point. I like that. And I mean, there's probably some signs before that, but I think that's definitely the big hello stop sign. If you're like thinking about, do I even need you in my life anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might need to try to visit the couch. And if, then if it, it does not work, proceed with what you chose. But I think that's like a, I don't want to say a last-ditch effort, but I think it's for sure a warning, like, okay, it's some things we need to work on. Especially if you really don't even want to get rid of them, but it's it's for your best interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I but agree. But that also means that that family member has to be receptive, because I think a lot of people, when they hear cows, they're like, no. Yeah, absolutely. We don't I need agree. that. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's your answer. And that's when you have to then go explain and be like, listen, we're going on this couch or Mm -hmm. this is the next step. This is the end of the train for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like my boundaries will be very different with you if you know, because you I can't yeah. force you to get on the couch, but I can really shift the way that our relationship functions if you're not willing okay. to work on this with me. Like I can do some hard rights. Like I'm not gonna signal, I'm not gonna stick my hand out like they do on the driving education book. Like I'm going to make a hard right <laughs> and do things we very ain't no differently. No more. You know what I'm saying? We're on we, 77 and I'm on 85. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I'm chucking the deuce as we whiz by. When we meet on 485, <laughs> I'm gonna chuck the deuce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like that. But I would encourage people to try it because the worst thing they can do is say no. But I think yeah. you would be surprised to, like, people are willing to fight for their families. You know what I mean? Like, I would hope that if Carter was like, Mama, we need to go sit on this couch and I need so-and-so and so-and-so to be on the couch with us, I'd be like, word. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because I love him and my ultimate goal is that he be healthy um so yeah and so I do want to say like I want parents especially um but the older adults um when when the young folk come to you about their stuff like don't take that personally like they're not saying you as a whole were a trash parent grandparent aunt uncle cousin but they're saying there's some things that you did that were hurtful and so own that you know just own it and you know yeah shift the relationship now because now you know better so so yeah so that's our our advice on um the holidays and dealing with family and difficult experiences within families you know ultimately we should be resting and recharging and having fun and getting all our laughs and support and love so whatever you need to do to get your family back in that place i think it's worth a try so that's our two cents on that all right, everybody, it's time for our favorite part, the question of the day segment. And our questions actually can be used in our today's topic, talking about going home and dealing with family during holidays. And the question was, how do you know when you are the problem? Mm. So let's go ahead and relate that to... A family scenario, and how do you realize, and I'm going to give this to you, Courtney, how do you realize if you are the problem in your family, particularly during the holidays? So, you know, I like to talk about the law of averages, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you are the person who is having the issues with all the other people, Like, if Auntie Sue and Auntie Peggy don't have issues with each other, and Uncle Ray Ray and Uncle Leroy don't have issues with each other, and Grandma don't have issues with nobody, but everybody got an issue with you, you're the issue. You're the common denominator. And that's fine. Like, it's not meant to, like, shame you or shade you. It's meant to inform you that you need to do some things different in order to reconnect with your family. You know what I mean? Like, it can be mm-hmm. fixed, but you have to acknowledge that there's something wrong in order for it to be fixed, you know? And then I also think if your if your way of handling whatever it is, because I think sometimes there's, like a precipitating event, you know what I mean? Like something that caused this shift. But if the way that you are handling the shift is like negligent or maladaptive or disrespectful or, you know what I'm saying? Like if the way you're handling, like, you know what I'm saying? If there was something, you know, something that happened, you have a grievance Mm -hmm. and you have chosen to not have a healthy conversation about that grievance and yet are continuing to like act out because of that grievance. Like you're still the problem. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. did you ever have an adult conversation with anybody that said, look, this is my grievance. If you have not expressed your grievance and you walking around big mad and cutting up at every holiday or throwing shade or being extra or causing turmoil, then you the problem. Because you have not once given anybody an opportunity to make amends. And therefore, you want this drama. And if you want the drama, you the problem. So, yeah, if everybody mad at you. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Like, if if you always the one in the shit, then you the problem. Stop it. Do you have anything to add? (laughs) 
No, that was that was beautiful summation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, and I. So here's what I also want to sit say, in your though. chair. That's that's what I do have to say. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But here's something else that I want to say. I think sometimes our loyalty and our family can be detrimental. And Mm -hmm. so just because that's your favorite cousin, you still need to be like, cause you the problem. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. tell that person the truth. If you love them like you say you do, then be love them enough to be honest with them. Because that's mm-hmm. real love. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your mama the problem, be like, mama. Yeah, I mean, actually. You know what I mean? And again, they going to have their feelings about them. And feelings are what? Oh, I thought you were going to say, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> feelings are okay. Feelings are okay. a little okay. delayed over here. I'm sorry. Feelings oh. are all the way okay. Yeah. Feelings are okay. Feel them bad boys. Yeah. So... If you know who the problem is and you are really close to the problem and so you don't want to be the one to tell them they're the problem, like don't don't short don't short them like that. Like, you know, love them enough to be honest and be like, You the problem. Work on that. And be grateful. Y'all again, honesty is a gift. If somebody's honest with you, that means they got a lot of love for you. Yes. Yeah. Because most people will let you just walk around here and look a fool. Okay, I let people some people walk around and look a fool all the time. That's because I don't love them that much. <laughs> I need to sing. I'm going to tag you in this post of this woman who has this shellacked bun on her head and these like crazy Mm -hmm. eyebrows. And I'm just like, who loves her? Uh Who loves her? Where are your friends? Where are the people who know that you deserve better than that? Like it legit looks like, remember, um, The I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Remember that plastic (laughs) hair they had on? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Like, it looks like a plastic Barbie bun. Like, why, sis? And she grown. Like, she like 40-something, 50-something. Like, this a whole whole grown adult. So, it's unfortunate. But, yeah. But who loves her? So, yeah. If no one's telling you the truth, if you're not having hard conversations with anybody then you need to, you might be the problem. <laughs> that might need okay. to be a whole show. You the problem. <laughs> at you least the problem. a minute. I so. like you. I'm with it. That's at least a you minute. The so you the problem. So, yeah. <laughs> so we hope that helps anonymous. Um, we are about to get into that's not a thing. Um, that's not a thing. All right. You go first, Earl. I feel like I've been going first and going on tirades. You go first. Mm, what is that's not a thing for me? All right, y'all. So this is what's not a thing. And I don't know if I brought this up before, but I just need people to, like, actively listen to people. And I need people to have tough this um, conversations, particularly in relationships. Mm. Because I just feel like there is nothing more frustrating than finding out or discovering something about your partner that's who you thought you knew everything about in, like, an open forum where everybody else is there. Uh, I just don't think that's a thing. I think people just, I really want people to have open and real conversations with their significant others or family members because I just feel like it's, there's nothing worse than kind of feeling like, well, I guess it will be called like a betrayal. Because mm-hmm. like, say for instance, you're in a setting with your friends and say one of them just had a baby and they're just like oh my god I can't wait for y'all to have kids and you're like yeah I can't wait and then like your partner goes we're not we don't want kids mm. I don't want kids yeah and it's like oh wait what you know yeah. that's, that's a detrimental thing that could end a relationship um what's the girl from the from the real her and her husband are getting a whole divorce right now simply Ooh. because he wants kids and she does not and she. Oh, what's the, I don't want to say the wrong term. She's Asian? Oh, uh, okay. I have to look and what see. What's her name? I have to look them up. But, okay, I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, her husband and her, before they even got married, like, before they, they, they both agreed they did not want kids. hmm And they've been married, I think, for almost seven or ten years, one of those. And 
he wants kids now, and she does not. But she said she loves him enough that she wants him to go find someone he can have kids with. But she was like, she doesn't want to be pretty much that mom, that that person that has a child but doesn't even want the child. Like, they really did not want a child. And I felt for her because, you know, she, she talked about this, I think, a couple of times over the last couple of seasons, not about him, but just saying, like, she doesn't like how society projects women. Like, you need to have kids, and if you don't want to have kids, something is wrong with you or you're not um equipped or you know enough exactly so yeah she's um they're getting a divorce her name is genie my dad but she really huh her name is genie my genie there we go yes 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 so she's really you know they're going through that so i think that's just uh i think one having that discussion and also like believing sometimes you need to believe what your partner tells you Cause, I mean, I think that's a really sad case because, like, she really, they were, that was her partner. She said they never had any other drama or issues in their relationship. That was the only thing. But she was like, I can't give him a child because I don't want one. Mm. And I think that goes back to boundaries and respecting your partner. Because I think that's a, so I know some people will probably just say, oh, well, just, I mean, just make the sacrifice. That's your partner and give them a baby. But you can't just give somebody a baby when you have to carry the baby and you guys both need to help raise the baby because you all created this. So that's mm, a lifelong commitment. Yes. And that's a whole life you're making. Like you're playing with somebody like, oh, I just had this baby to give it to to give it to you. But you can take care of it. Oh, and baby, baby. Yeah, I made you, but I really don't want to be your mom or like I really did not want you. Exactly. Like, and how heartbreaking so is that? That can be created, which is going to make more drama and just, yeah. So I just want people to have all the conversations, which just goes back to like, y'all get on the couch. And mm-hmm. some people, you don't even need to get on the couch. Sometimes you just need to step out. Mm. Like Jenny did. So that's, that's my, that's my uh. thing. <laughs> so my that's not a thing is, um, Kind of going back to what we originally talked about. But just because we are family doesn't mean you can Mm. talk to me any kind of way or treat me any kind of way and think that I'm going to continue to be in relationship with you. You know what I mean? I'm not one to say you should cut yourself off from your family, but I am, you know, a close second to Earl in those boundaries and I'm trying to catch up with him. And I'm, <laughs> and so I'm saying that you can set some very, very clear, direct, you know, hard boundaries with people about what's okay and what's not okay. And they will have to get their life together about it because I'm not, you do not get to treat me any kind of way under the guise that we share the same DNA. Like that's, that's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And again, remember you can't, show up in the world in a healthy manner if you are not in healthy relationships with people. If you are in relationships with people that are constantly beating you down, making you feel bad about yourself, questioning who you are, like, if you lose yourself, how are you going to show up in the world? Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to show up in the world lost. You're going to get involved in situations that compromise your integrity and who you are because you've forgotten who you are. And now you just accept whatever shows up. And so no one is going to make me feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let anybody Mm -hmm. make you feel lost, regardless of their relationship to you. Um, Because sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, your family of choice is stronger than your family of blood. It's just a thing. Mm. Um, And I think you should have both. Don't let nobody have you walk around here numb. Exactly. I think you should have both. I think you should have your family of choice, and I think you should have your family of blood. And hopefully the two, you know, intersect. Hopefully you have blood family that is also in your family of choice. But sometimes they don't. And you have to decide where you're going to cultivate relationships and where you're going to spend time and energy. And if you can't treat me with respect and decency, like you want me to treat you with respect and decency, then I will not spend my time and energy here. Cause I, cause I only have a little bit. I'm tired. So I'm booked and busy. So yeah. So that's my, that's not a thing. Don't let anybody treat you bad. I don't care who they are. All right, so we have our resource and our quote. Earl has our resource. 
All right, you guys, this is coming all the way from Brown University, Counseling and Psychological Services. And it's pretty much going to be, um, as we talked about today, dealing with heavy situations and family and special occasions. But this is called the Dysfunctional Family Relationships, and it's understanding dysfunctional relationship patterns in your family. So that will be attached below. All right, that's a cool one. So um, I have the quote, but I also have some homework for you guys because I think sometimes, you know, we forget that we have to work at all our relationships and we take our family relationships for granted and we don't really work at those. Um, so over the holiday, I would really encourage you to do some connection building with your family. Like don't just sit around and eat and watch football, but like play games together, um, Sit with the older folks and ask them questions about back in the day. Like, even interview them. You know what I mean? Like, get all the information about them. Like, you know, what's their favorite color? And what was their favorite song? And you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's the first mm-hmm. boy you ever kissed? JoJo, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> have some of those conversations. And also, like, have fun with each other. But, like real fun like not just like sitting around and waiting for the fun to happen like like you know make it happen um with your people like get the cards out and get on the table um those kind of things so that's your homework um to enjoy your holiday um and our quote is coming from Alex Haley and it says in every conceivable manner the family is the link to our past and the bridge to our future And I love that quote because I think, I know, like, I think sometimes we feel like, especially if our family is dysfunctional, that, and we're not connected with our family, that they don't impact us, but they do. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a pattern Mm -hmm. you learn from them, like you're still utilizing the things that you get from your family. Um, And so even if you're not in relationship with your family or if everyone in your family has passed, there are parts of you that are still impacted by them. And so I don't think that we should ignore that. I think we should lean into it, observe it, um, adjust it where we need to, but don't feel like it's a scar or a stain. Instead, it's just Uh information and it's just your, your story. Um, and let's not run from our story. Let's embrace our story and then try to do better, but also keep what was good. Cause there's God, there's always good. So, Mm -hmm. yep. All right, guys. So that's our, you know, holiday episode. We have one full episode left y'all. I really think we should do a mini-sode on It Might Be You. So we'll we'll look into that um, <laughs> for next week. But we have one full episode left before the holiday break. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and be like, what Earl and I want for Christmas is for you guys to write a review um, and rate us five <laughs> stars. That's what we want for Christmas. So um, go ahead, write, because you can do it right now while you're listening to the podcast, because we all know y'all listening to the podcast on your phone. So just go... Okay on your phone like scroll down and like the five star give us five stars and write a review that's what we want for our for our christmas and so. share it you can press that little square box i got an arrow if you well you if you're writing a review you're doing it from an iphone so just press that square button with the little arrow coming out and send it to somebody you could do an email you could do a group text you could put it in group me come on now absolutely absolutely so we appreciate all of our Hathead listeners um, and we just keep growing and it's so exciting and we've got some exciting things we're working on for next year. But, you know, we got to be able to hear from you guys and know what's working um, so that we can keep growing ourselves um, mm-hmm. and so that we can let folks out there know that, you know, what we are saying is important and that people care about what we're saying. So that's what we want for Christmas. Um, so... You know, like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, follow us on all the things. We are Hats Off Podcast CLT on Instagram and then Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Send us questions for the question of the day segment at Hats Off Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead again, write the review, share, 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 text. Post, do what you need to do, but get the word out about hats off. 
But also follow us on our personal pages. My Instagram page is easy.ecm. That is E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M. I'm Courtney Leak LCSW on IG and Facebook and then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Um, And we hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Um, And until next time, be you. Be true. Hats hats off. off. Hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter. Be with